2: And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and
3: Bolverde Road,
4: here's your host, Milton Blake
2: Hi, Good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Your calls, 210-308-8867, 210 210- 308-8867. If you're outside of San Antonio, you call us toll free. It's 866-308-8867. To give you an idea of what's going on here at Millburgers, there's lots of color, lots of great things on sale, and Still a lot of rodeo tomatoes. There still are a lot, but they're fewer than yesterday. And <laughs> they if you're interested in the blue bonnet special, you better hurry. Yeah, the people are walking out with them. Yeah, with carts full. Uh, I, not just I two heard, or three.
5: I heard you telling everybody to take the blooms off. That's good Melton.
2: Well, I didn't tell anybody, I told oh. them to experiment. <laughs> you could do it you do it or not.
6: Well dude the uh yesterday everybody that bought the rodeo tomato, the money went towards the, the yeah. gardening program in San Antonio. Is that uh same this today?
2: No, just no. it was just the yesterday. So yeah. Yeah. four
5: and a half inch. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> But uh, they've got a lot of tomat- good tomatoes left. And I saw a fellow carefully picking out some tomatoes in the gallon containers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the gallons of all, all varieties, too. So if you don't want to pot them up uh, or don't <coughs> want to go to all the trouble of potting them up, uh, they've got them already potted up for you here. And got, uh, I think they've got code in the mix. So uh, you can hold them for a week or two, week or ten days, if not longer. Uh, you, you, you if you pot up a gallon and or you buy a gallon it's tomato plant, uh, you want to make sure that you plant it before it sets fruit. You can go ahead; it can bloom. You can let it bloom, but once it starts setting fruit, that stunts the plant. So you need to. Need to plant them out uh, once you see small fruit on the, on the plant.
6: But if you uh, if you take a get these uh, four and a half inches, you can so you can pot them up yourself. Nutburger oh, yeah. has all the agree- ingredients, right? And, and they can la- You can let's see, you get three three weeks, four weeks, yeah, uh, before you. One of the recommended routes to go is if you've got. You know, if you've got six potted-up tomatoes, you put in uh, two as soon as you can, like March 1st, and then you put in two in the middle of March, and then you hold out the yeah. last two in, ca- in case we get a freeze, in case Gary's <laughs> wrong. yeah.
5: Or hail.
6: Yeah, Gary keeps talking about that hail.
5: Uh, what? <laughs> well, uh, I've seen it too many times uh, where we get a hail in April. And then people come by want, come back and want to buy uh, more tomatoes more of the rodeo tomatoes it ain't yeah. happening because uh, the it takes about it takes uh, four to six weeks uh, to grow uh, a nice-sized tomato transplant like they have out here and uh, the growers don't they stop stop growing them or stop scheduling them uh, probably after the middle of March
6: well and you know the reason for that is that we we're talking about uh, the spring tomato season and the, the idea there is the tomatoes have to get to full-size plant uh, and start setting fruit maturing fruit before the heat right. shuts everything off
5: right so uh, uh, it's good to have some insurance plants. So you you might end up throwing them away or whatever. And also, it's also good to keep them mobile because of a cold front. So there's another cold front coming uh, this week, Wednesday, Thursday.
6: So if you had potted up tomatoes, you have them in the full sun Yeah. in the shade. But even though if the forecast is under 40, which it, it is going to be this week, then you... Put them in someplace warm, even inside the kitchen door for that night, and then you can put them back out when the right. temperature just get above 40. Because the whole idea is that when you see these tomatoes, how good they look and the good color, and they're grow uh, growing so fast, you don't want that to stop. You don't want to sacrifice that. That yeah. just sets you back. You. Uh, <laughs> May as well be planting seeds. Or it'll
5: de- it'll decrease overall production too when you do that. Uh, these tomatoes that you're looking at now uh, have been at, were in the greenhouse uh, what last week or ten days ago. Well, you know, trade uh, the member got some in, and uh, early he he always liked to beat the rodeo. But uh, he got some in early, but he kept them in the greenhouse. Remember, you had to go back and and look, Calvin, to to well, find the tomatoes. In <laughs> fact, there
6: were two supplies. There's a <laughs> supply out at the front, and then and then uh, luckily there was a staff person there and said, "Well, there's least as more, uh, as a larger number right inside the <laughs> other building."
5: So uh, keep that in mind. the The soil temperature is still cold. And I, I, I always tell the story where well, I used to plant them and, and show potting them them up on uh, television, and I would uh, pot some up and then I'd plant some directly into the ground, and uh, then wait two weeks. I went to, went to show show how they had grown, on TV, and the stupid ones in the in the pot were twice as big as the ones in the ground because the pot the black pots absorb heat and keep the root system warmer so the plant grows faster mm-hmm. and so i just being the uh, fake fake news that i was i'd go out pull up the ones in the ground and put put ones in the pot in the ground no, so not to discourage people that are planted them in the ground.
6: Well, you know, we also we bring this up every time. But if you uh, grew up or lived in a small town with a small town newspaper, right, always the first tomatoes, there's a big picture of the first tomatoes. right, And without fail, those tomatoes had been potted up and uh, had that head start yeah. that we're talking about here.
5: Now, exactly how to do that uh, uh, is on PlantAnswers.com on the topics of the month, and they, they're in red. It's, it's the first uh, it's the first listing in PlantAnswers.com, the website, and I I use Kevin's well, Kevin's Calvin, uh, article.
6: It's in, re- in red, like the uh, red, red <laughs> like red. the tomato.
5: No. Oh. And I've, I've got pictures with it, and I've also got pictures of a fish. Why would I have pictures of a fish, Melton?
2: No one knows. Because <laughs> you're weird? <Yeah. laughs>
5: because the name of the new tomato is Red Snapper. Yeah. Which is a fish. And people, uh, Several people have asked. A red fish. <laughs> yeah. People have asked, why? why did you name it that? I said, I didn't. <laughs> like David Rodriguez was talking about yesterday on the radio, uh, where the company
6: names. Yeah, but, names but, but that was a little bit of a, a, a phony conversation they were having because in the old days, <laughs> Jerry and David and all of us were didn't hesitate to try and name the, yeah, the tomatoes. Yeah. And usually Jerry got blamed for
5: it. So. <laughs> Uh, I got in big trouble with the seed company uh for naming Surefire. It was a number uh goldsmith yeah.
6: a number that was one i think thing. it was
5: goldsmith twelve g s twelve
6: now that you've reminded me where is the Surefire seed you know
5: <laughs> but uh I mean the president of the company gave me a call and almost fired the uh the seed salesman. They sold, sold us the seed, and I had to uh, uh, assure him. And I, at that time, I said, "I didn't like a number on there. I don't like numbers on the tomatoes. Nobody well, remembers them." Nine sixty-eight. We've had we've had eighty-eight. Last year's was eighty-eight something something.
6: Forty-nine.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But then this year we've got a a fish name, red snapper. Yeah.
6: Which which I guess is better. <laughs> is that better than HM8849? Yeah, I,
2: I think so, because it's more memorable. You can remember <laughs> the name.
6: The history... It could have uh, been, could have been <laughs> a, a Silver Bullhead or something <laughs> like that. Oh,
2: yeah.
5: The history on this tomato is that it did have a number. Originally, all of the new hybrids the seed companies are testing and, and uh, propagating have numbers. And uh, this one, the number was changed. It uh, changed to a name called Red Snapper. So anyway, that's what we have to deal with. And uh, a lot of people have come up and asked, "Is the tomato any good?" And I say, I, I always tell them in my kind and gentle way, "No. We this year we decided to put a bad one
6: on the market."
5: <laughs> This doesn't have, doesn't yield, doesn't have good foliage cover.
6: The fruits aren't nice and big and red. Yeah, and, right. And heat, <laughs>
5: doesn't have heat, and the, <laughs> it's not a determinant. we we go through twenty or thirty varieties to pick this one rodeo tomato.
6: Of course, what people are, and this is this is a, a, a tough question. This is a real question. People are asking. Is it as good or better than the rodeo tomato from last year or two years ago? There's some some. Everybody has a little uh, loyalty to one <laughs> yeah. or more of the tomatoes. Yeah. Now it's probably safe to say that if it was a rodeo tomato 15 years ago, that this one is at least as good or better. But the one from last year or the year before that—that that is a good question.
5: Yeah, we always uh, plant. Several Rodeo Tomatoes with our trials and compare them. Uh-huh. And, uh huh.
6: And but you don't always tell us what the comparison is. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. Even, he doesn't even tell us the name until <laughs> no. the last
5: minute. But the uh, uh, the Rodeo Tomatoes that we've selected in the past uh, perform uh, almost as good as the new one but uh, the new one has a uh, uh, red snapper has more has more foliage cover foliage cover and it's darker green and it uh, has good yield as does the other rodeo tomatoes but uh,
6: we try to improve a little bit at a time and this too and we're talking about backyard tomato planting or backyard gardening um, every every garden's uh, environment oh, is a yeah. little is a little different fertilized different yeah too. and so you can have a you can have a tomato that just works perfect for you and some and the other ones don't compare to it so that's it's kind of cool to have a few choices yeah and to try the rodeo tomato every year but uh keep your favorites in there the there you go in the tar in the garden too
5: and the the producer the uh, grower tries to Have as many rodeo tomatoes available as possible. Now, I've uh, I've begged them (laughs) to keep uh, Tycoon and uh, 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 Valley Cat uh, tomato and and Celebrity, because they're going to keep Celebrity, uh, because they're nematode resistant. So if you've had nematodes in the past, you can try the rodeo tomato, but it's not nematode resistant yeah, so expensive. you need to try uh, also have some tycoon and uh,
6: which of course, uh, course all of all those varieties you mentioned tycoon valley cat celebrity 968 nine, 968 are all here and they're I think yeah. I think they're both in the one gallon yeah I think they, four they, four I, he,
5: he does they do them in yeah. one gallons too. So anyway, uh, it'd be interesting to see how they how they come out, how they how they turn out, and uh, and we it's interesting to see how how many people will like the taste of them, Milton. Yeah, and we we always tell people they're never gonna taste as good as the tomatoes you grew forty years ago. That's because you had taste buds forty years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you always remember things better than they were. But well, better. well, better than they are in in in
2: in the future. <laughs> People sure remember the tycoon fondly, not for its taste, really. <laughs> yeah,
5: they do. Yeah, they say that tastes yeah. taste good.
6: Yeah, B H N nine sixty eight is remembered for its, well, taste uh, plus. Heat setting for yeah. ease of growth, a lot of things.
5: Last year, it was the best tomato on the market, 968 cherry. It,
6: yeah. it was one of the few. It was one of the few that had tomatoes, yeah. yeah. Well,
5: like you said, it didn't have as many, but that may have been a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, a few is better than none. <laughs> When 968 loads up with tomatoes, you're throwing them at cars and strangers passing by and everything else. You can't eat them all. Raccoons, all of
6: them, all Raccoons and squirrels will help you. But. Yeah,
5: but they can't eat them all. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of eating, a yeah. couple of Sundays, uh, let's see, was it last Sunday? The ninth. Last Sunday, uh, we were discussing the nutritional value of horse herb, and my man Dennis mm-hmm. in, in, uh, yeah in, uh, he's, he's uh, Austin uh, sent me this information of some information that he found on the internet. He said horse herb is a lovely, adaptable, durable ground cover that provides nectar for small pollinators. Calvin was first to notice that. Not just horses, but other manu- mammals, including dogs and humans, can be seen chewing on the leaves when they need some greens. Hmm. For me, who wrote this uh, plant, uh, native plant society of Texas, this guy's in, uh, the flavor is a little spicier when eating in quality, quantity. In other words, this guy's eating them like, usually yeah, like green. Yeah.
6: I can just see him out there grazing on the. <laughs> or is it, it's browsing, I guess, if it's horse herb.
5: <laughs> so that lady that calls in
6: all the time, fussing about her
5: horse herb, she would probably, you know, she went into the hospital.
2: Uh, a month or so ago, she's gonna find re, rejuvenate and come uh. over here and hit you. <laughs> Is that Evelyn? She, that's Evelyn yeah. Man. If she'd
5: have been if she'd have been eating uh, a whole her horse herb instead of cursing it, she probably wouldn't have had to go in the hospital.
2: I don't think that's probably right. Is it you time for, for a break, wrong? Milton? Yeah. <laughs> Can we ask it on the air? We're doing the show. Is it okay? All right, here you go. What we'll, do I do? What we'll give it? you the microphone. You'll be on the air. It's as easy as that. What's going on? What's your question?
0: You're on the air. Hey, uh, this is uh, Nick Sinnett. I'm asking about the uh, Lemon Tree article that you wrote,
5: sir. Yeah. And
0: how to have uh, lemon bushes live as long as possible.
5: Okay, well, <laughs> uh, I think most people are going with the Meyer lemon. Uh, and we've got a new supply here. And And... Uh, The only thing, you have have to worry about a hard freeze on a lemon. So if you don't have a sunny south side location to plant them in in the ground, you might be better off growing them in containers.
6: Yeah, they do real well in containers.
5: Yeah, and they'll stay smaller, too. But uh, if you've got a protected area... Uh, that you can plant them in the ground, you can go ahead and, and plant them in the ground, and be ready to cover them when the temperature gets below uh, twenty five or 28, 25.
6: Yeah. yeah My and Myra lemon, you get used. It's got a little different flavor, and uh, a lot a lot of uh, people in this area that we grow a lot of them. They get used to that. Uh, very tasty. Yeah. yeah distinctive. Uh, flavor too great for d- drinks and recipes and they even you they use it for all kinds of flavorings
5: yeah, a and lot scent. of people do you also have ponderosa do you have ponderosa uh, i think i got it on my next ship okay okay uh a lot of people like to grow that old big ponderosa
6: so, so you get three fruits per tree
5: yeah <laughs> and uh how tall
0: do those bushes get those lemon bushes oh uh they're trees they're trees, yeah. But see? if they're
6: if they're in a half whiskey barrel, that's At least mine Smaller. only get about three and a half feet above half. the whiskey barrel. Okay. And then uh, about twice as wide as a whiskey barrel. But that's that's all they that's all they grow because it's a limited root area. Okay. So here's another good question. So
0: if I were to grow it next to a in-ground pool, will it damage my pool? No. Perfect answer. Well, this will help my marriage because she loves lemons.
5: Okay, okay. good. Well, well thanks a so bunch. Uh, the important <laughs> thing with the lemon is our uh, all citrus. Notice how green these uh, we got a new shipment of uh, plants in, and look how dark green they are. They fertilize those uh, uh, with quite a bit of uh, Osmocote slow release fertilizer. Uh, especially in a container, but uh, in the in the soil you can uh, you can just throw a little uh, slow release fertilizer around them every spring. Okay. But uh, in a container, it's imperative that you water. You one, put some one. of that uh, osmocote in there in February.
6: Yeah, one of the mo- most effective way to do it do your osmocote in February, and then uh, once a month. You could do a uh, soluble fertilizer, which is kind of a d- dilute, but it really made a difference on mine. Oh right? yeah, it kind of maintains that mm-hmm. s- that color. Otherwise, you get e- even with the Osmocote, you'll get a uh, redu- you know a reduction in the available nitrogen. So, yeah.
5: though those trees that there were uh, fertilized. With a weak solution of a fertilizer every time they were watered. That's why
0: they're so green. Well, I've been shopping here at uh, Millburgers for at least six months. Everything I buy, lives for, has lived, and we appreciate it. And okay. they got a guy named, uh, I think his Trace over Trace. Uh, I think he's the manager. He does a really good job with everybody. So yeah. We want to say thank you.
6: Who's that? <laughs> Trace? What was your name again? They call him Trace. Oh, we'd
2: like to meet him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So
0: uh, if you haven't gone down to Millburgers, you know no. where to go. Wow. Look right, at you. Thank you. Yeah, you're go good. Go ahead. Then. Thank
6: you. All right. uh, now <laughs> we're going to watch and see if he gets uh, past the $5 bill yeah. or something.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210 210- 308-8867. <laughs> Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolvordy Road. I want to tell you about some things that milburger's has on sale. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll see all kinds of great sale items. And we'll start off with one that you'll absolutely love. If you're ready to grow tomatoes, head on over to Millburgers and pick up the 2020 Rodeo Tomato Red Snapper. It's in the four and a half inch pot and it's only $1.99 and there's so many good things that people are saying about Red Snapper. You'll also find Texas Blue Bonnets are on Sale. I saw them the other day. They look wonderful. They're full. Some are even blooming. And the four inch pot, they're just. $0.88 $0.88 cents each. Millburgers has geraniums on sale, too, and these are the varieties that thrive during our cold, mild springs and tolerate our hot summers. In the 6-inch pot, are you ready for this? Just four eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on antique roses. You'll save on one-half whiskey barrels. Nature's creation, organic potting soil, and more at nursery.com, 1604 on Boulevardy Road.
5: Cut itself and you can't get your tan. Underneath these covers and that four-blade ceiling
2: fame You know I love to see and you Hit that two-piece stop uh, on side. 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 But I 308 8867 210-308-8867, I 210-308-88-67. Yeah, I I had a great a time talking rain. to Warren Remy of Spider-Man ain't Pest no Control no uh, yesterday. Lots of good information, but it just reinforces the fact that uh, Warren has been uh, doing this for a long time and knows what he's doing. He was talking about the seriousness of termites, and Jerry was pointing out that you know if you're already seeing them swarm, um, they've but, been there for, I think he said, at least well, two that doesn't, years. He said two years, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah. thought so too.
6: But that's still, you still got to deal with them.
2: Yeah, no, that's right. So uh, why not deal with a company, deal with them with a the company that helps you Uh, to not only get rid of the problem but also uh, look for things that may be causing the problem too and they've been doing this since 1976 you like working with warren and spider-man pest control Uh, and uh, ask them about the new mosquito control systems that they've got too they've got some new ones coming out this year so maybe you want to get ahead of the game Uh, and rather than be reactionary be proactive with a uh, mosquito trapping system the number is 210 656 3721. 210 656 3721. Spider Man Termite and Pest Control online at gospidermanpest.com. Gospidermanpest.com. All right, 210 308 8867 is our number. And if you want to, I'm trying this out again today. <laughs> you can email us your question uh, today at Milberger Radio at yahoo.com. Milberger Radio at yahoo.com. We'll see if that works. When did you try it before? Uh, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work, huh? Uh, I think uh, we didn't get a lot of emails on that. So, uh, yeah, okay. Radio at yahoo.com.
5: Okay. We got a question in from some some lady that's writing an article, and uh, I think she must be uh, kind of ponying up to Calvin a little bit on this. She says, she writes in, uh, I'm working on a story on the impact of removing vegetation to the environment and wildlife. <laughs> the city parks uh, recently topped off crepe myrtle trees, stripped them of all vegetation. Are these, consider- are these considered invasive Kramer. And could the removal of the vegetation affect the tree's ability to photosynthesize? Goodness. I mean, we're getting down to it on this mill. And, uh, and so uh, we wrote a back, a uh, uh, forest writer's are back. Uh, there is no, and he capitalized another no, there's no no reason to top crape myrtles. Uh, crape myrtles should be selected to fit its location by height which precludes the necessary for pruning. Necessary for pruning. Crape myrtles need only be pruned to remove dead or dead or broken branches, crossing branches that rub branches ru- that are in your way are those branches that are rubbing your house or causing a safety problem. If a crepe myrtle outgrows its location, it should be cut to the ground this is forest Appleton, by the way, and replaced with an appropriate one. That's pretty drastic, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, crape myrtle are not considered to be an invasive species. They are deli- They are deciduous losing their leaves each year. The removal of its vegetation will affect its ability to photosynthesize only as long as it takes to grow new leaves. And so that was a good answer about, from Forrest. And, uh, just, and she, she writes back, this lady writes back, says, Just needed to confirm the thoughts of the tree as being invasive. I think what she's getting confused is it's not a native. Exotic. Yeah, it's not a native. Yeah. That's different than
6: invasive. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of native plants that are invasive. Oh yeah. But uh they they're easier more easy to forgive than the exotics <laughs> if they're invasive.
5: The removal of vegetation is an effort to deter nesting birds. Oh. <laughs> I told you she was along the cabin, uh, the finch uh, uh, era, of the philosophy. Off with their heads. extra no nation, Mark. I monitor the park once the migratory birds begin to arrive, and this is the city's approach. Last year, the birds were desperately looking for trees. And nested in the crepe myrtle trees. The city removed the vegetation on multiple trees, also removing many other large trees of limbs and branches to deter the
6: birds. That doesn't sound... <laughs> doesn't, that, 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 that doesn't connect with me somehow. What What is the... I think there must be some other motivation or something. Yeah. There. Yeah, uh, she's, she's, Why would the city, the city generally encourages, she's talking about yeah. it, English sparrows don't nest in crave No, uh-uh.
5: Anyway, I sent that to Greg Grant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he says, good grief. Uh, that's typical Greg to respond. Certainly not invasive, the Kramer. Haven't moved one inch in 200 years. Talking about the original crepe myrtle, no. And uh, so, don't 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 worry about them being invasive.
6: Yeah, and that makes me curious, though. We'll, maybe we'll have to find out what that policy is. talking about.
5: Yeah, I don't know.
6: So will you see if uh, Forrester, can you give me send me uh, give me some information? I'll contact the city just to see what what the issue is. <laughs>
5: You can have this. Okay, that'd be great. You can have the article. Uh, speaking of a crepe murder, uh, uh, Cheryl Smith Rogers wrote a wonderful article in the Texas Co-op Power publication, uh, and it was sent to me by uh, Jack Hoover, who's moved up north. One of our one of my better volunteers. And uh, he sent this article, and it was this lady was interviewing
2: uh, Greg Grant. Hey, hang on a sec. Hang on. Don't go too deep in this. Hold on. Cause we okay. Got, Val's got a question, and we lost him a minute ago. So Uh-oh. Val's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Val, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing?
7: Hi, and thank you for taking my call. My question is, y'all were talking about... Uh, uh putting cuttings in a plastic bag and place them in the refrigerator. Now I I don't I I missed out is do you only put the plant in, in that bag or do you have to put perlite with it?
6: What kind of what kind of seed were you talking about?
7: Like cuttings. Cuttings. Oh. Like Cutting. um uh let's see, rosemary Uh, Different different plants I'm trying to start cuttings from. Do do I, I have them in the refrigerator in the plastic bag, but was I to put perlite or something else in that bag with them to get them to start rooting?
6: Well, I think she, I would guess that is mostly put in the refrigerator to store until it's time to stick stick them. Yes. So you yes. wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put it in the. I don't think generally no. you would put anything in the bag. You just, no. you just have your containers ready, and then when when it, the time is right, plant answers probably right. has all the time. You, you I just do, pull sorry, them I out don't, of the bag. I just have now, a phone. I was think thinking. I remember to the uh, providing the cold for the uh, get the uh, peach seeds. Yeah, to right, right, right but that yeah, that's a different story.
5: Yeah, uh, if if you're taking cuttings and and storing them for a while. Uh-huh. Uh get, get a uh, uh a uh, baggie or a Ziploc bag. Yes. And put put uh a one sheet of uh paper towel which has been moistened, not wet, but okay. moistened. Uh, in with the cuttings, and I'll okay. keep them fresh. Okay. And then put them in the refrigerator, not where they're freeze, but where they stay cool.
8: Okay. And so
6: each one of those cutting, each, pl- each type of plant cutting would be a little different when you would pull it out to stick it, Jerry? or Yeah. Uh, well, uh she she mentioned rosemary.
5: Now you can do rosemary any time. Yeah. You don't need to put it in a refrigerator okay. first.
7: Okay. Well I have a multitude of plants. <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But uh, so I'll certainly do that. I mean I just I you know, like I said I just missed out on a paper towel. Uh okay. that's what I needed help with.
5: Now you I, can. I, uh, you should. You, you should use a rooting hormone called hormonidin or oh, uh, rootone or something like that.
7: I should do that when I put them in the plastic bag. Before putting them in the plastic bag, I dip them. No, a... no,
5: just before you. No, no, you you cut it, and right after you cut it, uh, you dip it in the powder. D- okay. Dip the it tips uh, the end of it in powder. Where okay. you cut?
7: Okay, that is after when well, I get ready to plant
6: it. Or is that? Or is that? Does she, is, before Does she I do put wait until she's ready to plant it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
5: well, uh, ready ready to you, plant
6: it. Yeah, if you're
5: gonna cut, if you're gonna cut the take the cuttings earlier and put them in a the refrigerator, like we were talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, after you, when you decide to stick them. At uh, the root, uh, you make you cut it again. You recut cut it uh, oh, okay. about a quarter of an inch, uh, not much, off of the bottom, and then dip it in the powder.
6: Okay. to yeah, so get rid of that scar tissue
5: that's formed. Yeah. That. Okay. You want to take it into the vascular system.
7: Okay. That's well, why you recut like to... it.
6: Like a Christmas tree. Yeah.
7: Okay. I mean thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Good
6: you luck for thank thank you. Let us know how it goes.
7: Thank All right, you. we're
2: gonna take we're gonna take this opportunity to take another quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's eight six six three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons. Your calls 308 two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Back in a moment on nine thirty A.M. the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardie Road. I want to tell you about some things that Millburgers has on sale. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll see all kinds of great sale items. And we'll start off with one that you'll absolutely love. If you're ready to grow tomatoes, head on over to Millburgers and pick up the 2020 Rodeo Tomato Red Snapper. It's in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, and it's only $1.99. And there are so many good things that people are saying about Red Snapper. You'll also find Texas Blue Bonnets are on sale. I saw them the other day. They look wonderful. They're full. Some are even blooming. And the four inch pot, they're just. Eighty-eight cents each. Millburgers has geraniums on sale too, and these are the varieties that thrive during our cold, mild springs, and tolerate our hot summers. In the six-inch pot, are you ready for this? Just four eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on antique roses. You'll save on one-half whiskey barrels. Nature's creation organic potting soil and more at Millburgernursery.com, Sixteen oh four on Boulevard Road
9: and I don't
8: think they like me I wouldn't say I hate them and they're not my enemy We do our best to coexist by staying far apart I don't like tomatoes, they always make me far too unhappy Now you might like tomatoes and that's okay with me But please don't put one on my plate or slap one on my knee Spaghetti sauce, tomato soup I love with all my heart But I don't like tomatoes, they always make me far too I'm and happy. welcome back to
2: Bill Burgers Gardening, South Texas, hey, a a. M. The is answer, 210-308-8867, 210 308 toll free, it's 866 308 Did Frank have a question, or, yeah, oh. Here, you want to come on the air? Sure. There you go, sir.
10: Yeah, uh, I got a question about the uh, planting of geraniums. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, now, they're not going to last once the heat comes. Uh... And usually you put them in full sun, but what about uh, in a dappled shade or something like that? They'll where they might last a little bit longer. Well,
6: they we traditionally just move them. Yeah, move. We we put it leave them in full sun for three months, uh-huh. and then we move them in more and more shade as the wa- temperatures get warm. Oh, so
10: you keep them in pots. You don't put them in the ground.
6: No, uh, not not around here. It was other yeah. uh, other places.
10: Was it the soil alkalinity or? Um, they need a more acidic soil, don't well, they? they
6: can they can't. They don't move. You can't move them. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they do best if you can move them. Take advantage of the sun when it's cool. And
10: oh, okay. If you, if
6: you want to plant them in the ground, just uh, sink the pot.
10: Yeah, sink the pot, and then it looks more natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Great.
5: And they've got the good ones out there.
10: Yeah, I, I, I saw them. they right over there, aren't they?
5: Yeah, this is perfect weather for yeah.
10: them. Well, that's... That's why I've got number one out. There you go. Okay. You guys have a great day. God okay. bless you. Thanks for nice
2: come back. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Okay. Now, you were talking about something. I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> You didn't pay attention? No, what was it? You He, were, he was too busy worrying about... Uh, yeah, fixing some technical uh, difficulties.
5: Uh, we were talking about this uh, Craig Myrtle
2: article written by... Uh-oh, Forrest is on the line. Uh-oh. Do we want to talk to Forrest? I don't know. I don't know either. I read it word for word. What do you say? Oh, dear. Forrest, welcome to Millburgers <laughs> Gardening South Texas. How are you? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I'm scared.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, uh, have you, y'all decided what that was about? Was what? Have we decided have you what you de- it was about? That article, or that, uh, that uh, answer I sent about topping crape myrtles?
6: <laughs> no, you mean the one with the city that she's inferring that the city somehow is yeah. anti-bird nesting or...
1: Yeah, I'm sure that she, what she, the bottom line is, I think she's talking about that island somewhere that had... uh, Oh, oh, you mean on the shorebirds?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that in in fact is... You know, I don't. I didn't know that f- uh, crepe myrtles were figuring in there, but I guess <laughs> I, they, didn't I guess they had some big crepe myrtles there. Uh, yeah, that makes that makes sense then. But I w- I was thinking, you know, who's trying to stop the, uh, yeah, the doves our from nesting when in? I, a
1: crape- when I was answering it, it was uh, I, I don't know which part. She's talking about, it, but uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was the birds in the flight path of the airplanes yeah. com- coming out of. Uh,
6: yeah, that's one of those. I don't
1: know which airport, but
6: yeah, but that that's one of those uh, compromises. We, um, the other, you know, the other one that uh, we talk about all the time in this, uh, uh, encouraging people to. Uh, produce more butterflies is you know you you got to control your mosquitoes though yeah so you that's one of the compromises you're not gonna it's not you know if you're careful you're not going to sacrifice a lot of butterflies but sometimes it's better for your family and for the society yeah. if you can keep those uh to those mosquitoes uh, under control and this is another one of those where tough decisions had to be made yeah. i think
5: our, our bird, birds in Tennessee, uh, both sparrows, starlings, mainly sparrows and starlings, are roosted in in droves in the uh, sweet gum, sweet gum trees, which we don't grow around here, boy, But I don't think they have a preference of trees. So <laughs> they, they do a lot in live oaks. I mean, they little big flocks. Uh, uh, stay in Live
1: Oaks too. Well, well other, you places, other places. Other places they've done it here in town was the uh, the zoo when they had all of those birds coming in there and just causing it to be yeah. an unhealthy area. Well,
6: and they, they can they be. Had
1: to do something to get them out of there. And
6: yeah, they can be. They're terribly messy too, and they can be a health issue. Like in the zoo, yeah, you know, if they're if they're one. pooping over the path and <laughs> and the kid, kids playing and everything, so so there's a, always, but that that's why that I wanted to find out what the the, the uh, whole story <laughs> yeah. was. It just didn't didn't right. sink. I couldn't figure out what it was about. So
2: Calvin's on the case.
6: Uh, well, <laughs> Forrest has already checked it out. So that's oh, good. Oh, okay.
2: So, Forrest, how are you? A, oh, I'm not good.
5: Oh,
2: wait a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Me, too.
9: Okay.
1: He's, well, he I've might had, get I've it, had some, may- I've had well, some heart problems. and uh, Oh. Right now, I'm walking around with a cane. And oh, Lord. Try, trying to keep myself from falling in the uh-huh wherever anyway
6: well Jerry okay. Jer, Jerry and I will have to keep that in mind when we get old like you for, and, uh, I, was
1: gonna, I was gonna say you youngsters don't know the best things like
6: this.
1: <laughs> hey well Steph thank you Parsons, for uh, that Parsons Parsons uh,
6: <laughs> hey we we, okay. we should uh, thank Forrest too for all the those great answers yeah uh, uh, plantanswers.com and thank you for call, uh, calling and uh, um, yeah. clarifying this issue for and us. And
1: his patience. I, w- I wanted to do it before you got too deep.
6: Yeah, uh, before okay. I got irritated everybody at the city or
1: something? <laughs> is that right. possible?
6: Yeah. yeah. How did you know that please. I've been pretty irritable
1: lately there, Forrest? <laughs> I, I think we've known each other a long time, Kevin.
2: Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right. Uh, Thanks sounds for good. Thanks, right.
2: Forrest. You take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Right. Have a good day. You okay. too. You too. Keep, that, keep that
6: cane polished. All right. Bye, Forrest.
2: All Bye. right. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-88-67. <laughs> uh, the,
5: in this article about the grape myrtles, uh, they gave the history of grape myrtles. And uh, the earliest cultivation traces back to Chinese gardens of uh, Tang, T-A-N-G, Tang Dynasty, which ruled from 618 to 907 A.D., uh, and then uh, they, they were brought to the United States first time in 1786 by a, a French botanist and planted in the gardens in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, that's where most of those ships came in at that time. And uh, then uh, they, a they, uh, uh, the guy named George Barclay. Uh, ferried plants and seeds from India, including cray myrtles, to George Washington hmm. for his Mount Vernon plantation in Virginia. Uh, the tree's popularity spread across the South. What I didn't know is that in 1997, the 75th Texas legislator declared the cray myrtle as the official state shrub. Uh, the Texas purple sage was deemed the official state native shrub in 2005. So it's been uh, been the Texas uh, official state shrub since uh, 1997. Huh. Maybe they could pass a law about, uh, you know, illegal, to, you know, talking about uh, hey, uh, p- picking blue bonnets or... Off the side of the road, killing mockingbirds. Yeah, killing mockingbirds. So, uh, <laughs> it 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 also it it also designated Paris as the state's official crepe myrtle city, and Lamar County as crepe myrtle cap uh, county
6: capital. How did uh, Neil react to that? He's, he's <laughs> okay, kind of, he's into the big. They mentioned him. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
5: man. Said uh, McKinney, uh, McKinney, billed as America's Crepe Myrtle City.
6: That's, N- that's Neil, Neil's project, Dallas. yeah. Yeah. One. Well, he's involved in I don't know if it's his Oh, right. yeah.
5: Uh, boasts some sixty-five thousand crepe myrtles oh, my across gosh. the city, and in its seven-acre world collection park. And uh, Neil uh, has uh, offered, offered sent pictures of that uh, park when the, when the crepe myrtles are in full bloom. But uh, the uh, the bottom line. Uh, 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 this article says, Crape murder costs money, wastes time, and adds debris to the landfill. Those are uh, criminal offenses, aren't they, Miller? Uh, it's dangerous, too. Chainsaws and ladders don't mix. Wow. Left alone, Crape Myrtles grow into graceful sculpture uh, sculptures worthy of admiration.
6: So how but I don't understand how you guys get so riled up about a uh, a tree that just makes like a stub yeah. with a fist at the end there. <laughs> it, is, it is a pretty ugly situation when the pruning is finished and, yeah. uh, there's fewer and fewer of those though I think. I think at least that's happening. Yeah. I don't know.
5: <laughs> it's, it's it's fast for I mean it's uh, easy. Pruning for
6: a, a landscape true, screw, crew. Yeah. Well, and, the, and then we bring this up, too, That, and this is one, one thing that reinforces it at all the time. The crepe myrtle puts up with it and uh, does a great job of blooming, even though it's been um, manipulated like that. See, so if, if the crepe myrtle didn't look good in terms of blooms, uh, people would change their management style on that thing.
2: So the crepe myrtle is its own worst enemy.
6: Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just so <laughs> so uh, tolerant and versatile. Yeah, come
5: back. Yeah. Grant theorizes the severe style of pruning originated in Europe, where upper branches of some trees were polarized. Po- po- Polar. Yeah. P o. Pollard. 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 Yeah. How do you Pollard.
6: say that? Pollard. Pollard. you looking at me. Pollard. I think it's Pilar. They do the. They do uh, some of the. Cut, shade back, trees to the Cut oh, okay. back to the trunk. Cut uh, back to
5: the trunk. To provide fuel. That's the way they, the reason they, did it, they it did it in Europe for the first time.
9: Yeah.
5: Uh, perhaps the practice came with the Spanish who brought it from to them with them for, to Mexico, and from Mexico it spread across the South. All right. Thank you, sir. So don't be doing that.
2: There you yeah. go. There's the moral of all that. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break, get you caught up with the news. I'll get the weather ready to go. It went from nice and comfortable to...
5: It's supposed to clear off by 2 o'clock. You said o'clock. by 2
2: o'clock. That's what you promised us. Well to be fair. You promised us that. <laughs> All right. You We're going to. can't trust him, can I don't know now. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out what the weather's going to be you right now. You know what?
6: This. I'm, I miss yeah. uh, our chili. Right, oh, chili I'm sorry. had a wonderful chili. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't even
2: get any we, did we didn't even get, get it. In. Yep, too many people. We're back in a moment. Oh! We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas once again. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. The Answer 210-308-8867. Did you have a question? I
5: just
2: want to find out what this is. Oh, yeah, that's uh. Uh, Jerry's thinking. L- Laura Lorapalian?
5: Pell- Lorapalian. Yeah. L- Laura Letra- Pell-
6: yeah. What's the other What's name? What's the, the common name, Mom? Um? Uh, hmm.
5: Don't have a... I don't
6: know
2: what type of guy. All zero three zero eight. Well, you figure that out. We, two need, we, need,
6: we need one of those youngsters that can yeah. remember that. Letra- yeah. 210
2: 210308 8867 the number to call. 210 308 8867. Rob is on the line. You heard us talk about the gardening volunteers of South Texas. Uh, no, let's not talk about that. Okay. Rob, I'm sorry we can't no. talk about it. What's oh, going on, Rob?
3: Okay. Oh, just sitting here. I told you I'd call in after the hard break, so. Okay. Anyway, uh, Beth, it's going to be a good class. We were talking about it yesterday. Probably keep moving. What's that? What's that? I didn't hear what you said.
2: Oh, no. Will you start again? I said okay. it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow is what we said. Yep.
3: It is tomorrow, 12 to 3, down there at the Garden Center, uh, 3310 North New brothels from 12 to 3. Uh, it's going to be a good right. one. Uh, like I said, now a couple of bullet points. Uh, Sauls has decided to give everyone attending that qualifies two uh, rewards points for it and also David decided to give the Master Gardeners a uh, CEU for attending the first session so that's, that's a couple nice. of little extra benefits there it's going to be a good one uh, it took a little bit put together and we've got all oh, the first part is when, how to do it yourself or hire a pro basically and because we have three top members from the Texas Nursery and Landscaping Association, Billy Long, Steve Goodson, and Gary Kachelski. Uh, Gary can answer all kinds of questions besides ponds about ploys and plants for ponds, but he does it all. So, uh, now, one, and one Salas from for is going to pop in for a brief. Give us all an update on all the new Sauce programs for the spring. Oh,
9: so, good. We
3: all, a, We always try to get one of them by there, Juan or Mark, to kind of let us know what's coming down the pike starting March 1st. A lot of it starts. So, and then the second presentation is going to be Laura Rogers and her Water Saver Landscape Design School team giving a presentation on what is entailed in the class when you take it, be able to answer your questions, and you'll even be able to sign up for The class on the 7th or the one in May. And I'm not even going to try to describe what goes on that. They do it better than me. So. It's
5: on March 7th.
3: Yep. At the San
5: Antonio uh, Botanical Garden in their wonderful new classroom uh, near the Culinary Garden.
3: That's it. And they can find that link on our website. Yeah. uh, Gardeningvolunteers.org. Uh, the classes are free and open to the public. A $5 donation is requested at the door. Kind of help offset things a little bit. We'll have our usual little simple potluck back there in the back, and items are always welcome. It's kind of nice if you walk in the door and you got something in your hand, people come up and greet
9: you.
3: <laughs> uh, we'll have some door prizes. so It's going to be a very informative class, and I think it's going to be fun. Uh, asking Billy and Gary and Steve Goodson. Some of them are the ones, Calvin even alluded to it, helped save this industry a number of years ago by making sure some certain ordinances did not pass, both on the city and state level, or helped get some of them passed. And we'll let them talk briefly about that. So here's some of the top ones that can answer that question, you know, because they understand. They're home gardeners themselves. They like to dig their own holes sometimes. So... I think it's going to be
5: right. fun. Now cool. the, the uh, Water Saver Landscape Design School on March the seventh will be uh, registration is thirty dollars for an individual and fifty dollars for two at the same resident. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, and the class will start at eight o'clock over yes. at the uh, botanical garden. So, um uh, but the the one tomorrow uh, is free.
3: Free and open, open to, to the, the public.
5: public. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And again, they can get a lot more of their questions answered, and even have the capability to register if they want to take the class. So. And, uh, All right. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Good meeting. It it is. It's going to be fun. And uh, we won't even get into next month's until next week.
2: There you go. So all right. It, <laughs> thanks, it, Rob. It,
3: it's set, but this time I'm staying more focused where you. There you go. Open. Appreciate that. <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> you take care, Rob. Thanks,
3: man. I appreciate you letting me call in. Thank you all.
2: Sure. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. Ray is on the line about crepe myrtles. Hey, Ray, welcome to Millburgers hey. Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today, Ray?
4: I'm doing good, sir. How are you? <clears throat> hey, Jerry, um, you were talking, I uh, walked out of the uh, garage for a minute, and, and I, when I came back in, you were talking about a crepe Myrtle article about the history. Can you tell me what that article is and where I can find it?
5: Well, <laughs> I uh, uh, let's see. Wait a minute. I got it here. Okay. It, it was written by uh, Cheryl Smith-Rogers. Cheryl, uh, Sheryl S H E R Y L. Cheryl.
4: Right. S H E R Y L Smith Rogers. Okay. And
5: uh, it was it was planted. I mean, it was published in the uh, Texas Co-op Power. Co-op Power. That's that's a, a magazine put out by the Texas uh, Cooperative uh, Electric Company.
4: Okay, so you don't know if it's available on the web or not. Yeah, I bet it is. Okay. And uh
5: you're looking for February twenty twenty.
4: February twenty twenty. Okay, Texas let me see if I Co
5: op Co op uh power company.
4: Texas Co op Power Company. Okay, and I just I wanted to let you know, um <clears throat> and I was out there uh pruning my crepe myrtles um Last weekend and today, just kind of finishing up a few limbs that you know that I missed uh, last time. I mean, these crepe myrtles are only about six feet tall, okay. and uh, my red rockets are already. I noticed today they're already budding out. <laughs> oh yeah, that? they're, yep.
5: they're, That's a that's a good one, that red rocket.
4: Yeah, no, my I mean, other, yeah, my, other my other. That's the most. My,
5: that's that's the most common red, our uh, most popular red.
4: Yeah, it's a pretty red. Uh, but my other ones in the back that I've got in the backyard, which are the um, Sioux, Centennial Spirit, Natchez, and Zuni, they haven't quite kicked into budding. But I'd imagine another week or so they're going to start putting out. Um,
5: yeah, they're all they're all different. They all bud out at different times. Different well, times.
6: And it's uh, sometimes it's better when they're a little later. Yeah, because yeah, they are a little. Yeah. They, they yeah. get started uh, sprouting and then. A late freeze really does some damage. Huh? Yeah,
4: that that's kind of what worries me about these Red Rockets, or any of them really, budding out what? this early in the year. I just, we get a hard freeze, and it's not good. I think that happened to me last year. Uh, we had a hard freeze yeah. after they budded out. Uh, We're not going to have a hard tough. freeze. Well, Jerry
6: has declared there will not, well not be
4: freeze. Okay, I believe
6: you. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> hey, that impresses and, uh, us, doesn't it? <laughs> you live in yeah, South yeah, Central
5: yeah. Texas.
6: You, you got talent a, there, boy! I tell you,
5: it's a middle. Yeah, it's the exactly. middle of February. We don't have freezes after February, <laughs> That's
6: right? That's exactly. In San right.
5: Antonio.
4: Well, we might have well, hail even. huh?
5: Yeah, yeah might have uh,
4: hail. <laughs> we'll have hail and winds. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, and, and I think it was last week or week before or last. I called and told you I had the red, white, and blue blue bonnets. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just,
2: yeah. What's happening? Like
4: two rows. Oh, they're they're already blooming. Um, but you had said give you a call and you come by and take pictures. But you know they're they're only about I'd say 50 to 60 percent of them have bloomed out. Um, so yeah. I really wanted wanted to wait till they're 100 percent before I got in touch with you. How do you want me to get in touch with you? Just email you or or what?
5: Uh, yeah, you can email me uh, okay. at uh, my email is Jerry J-E-R-R-Y, Parsons P A R S O N S. Okay. At Okay. Plant answers, P L A N T, Answers. Okay. Dot com. Com. Okay. That's my email address.
4: All right. Already. And that'll probably be next weekend or weekend after. I'd imagine they're going to be in full Yeah. Boom. Now,
5: tell me how they're growing. Uh, are the are the whites blooming before the others?
4: Well, it's kind of funny. The, you know, the blues were a little bit bigger transplants i bought them one week right and planted them and then the following week y'all y'all had got the red and the white in and i planted the red and the white they were a little smaller and so right now the red and the white are kicking in uh and starting to bloom just a little bit but the blues are probably 90 percent blooming right now um so i'm just waiting for the red and the whites to catch up but it but by the middle middle or end of next week they, they should be pretty pretty good
5: now I'm going to tell you how to make them all bloom at the same time. Okay. But I I know you're not going to do it. Man, uh, you remove to remove the r- remove the blooms from the blue.
4: Really? Okay.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: right. I'm not going to do it.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you
2: have to admire his honesty.
5: <laughs> but will they'll they'll there'll be some blue. They'll the blue will keep blooming. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, until whites and reds.
4: Yeah, it'll it just take a little while for them to catch up. But yeah, anyway. um, I'll let you know. Wh-
5: usually, yeah. usually, if all the plants are the same age, the That's white right. will bloom
4: first. Oh, really? Well, no, yeah. the, the whites. The whites were well. Of course, the plants were smaller, but the whites. The the blues did first because the plants were the biggest. Then the white kicked in, and now the reds yeah. are right behind them. That's uh, and right. the reds are really coming out. So.
5: Did you have any long. blues among the whites?
4: Uh, I did. One. Uh, one that came up among the red and the whites. Uh,
5: okay. And you pulled it up,
4: right? No. Hell no. I didn't pull it up.
5: Oh, man.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: he, he must have gone to the John Thomas uh,
4: <laughs> design school. No, no, no. one blue in there ain't going to hurt nothing.
5: Uh-huh. It hurt, the, it hurt the color, but it won't keep your colors straight.
4: Yeah, but those blue, the, but they, it's planted right next to those other of blues, so it's not going to make any difference. I mean, it, okay. they can crossbreed from those other blues, too. So.
5: I, I, th- I think he's talked himself into that better.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, well, thank you.
2: Thank you so much for calling.
6: You bet. Bye. Thank you. You Bye-bye. take
2: care. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Jerry is on the line with a lantana question. Hey there, yes. Jerry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing?
8: I'm doing great. Should I cut that lantana back now yet? It's blooming. You can. But It's tall already. Well, we I just left it you know, from last year, and it's blooming, and it's purple. And but it's a really tall plant, so should I cut it
5: back? Is, what, what 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 is it a what color lantana is it? Purple. Purple? Purple. It's not the one that's on the ground. It grows uh, low oh. to the ground, is it?
8: Well, these I'm looking at it right now. I've got it planted in a circle in the front yard, and it's about 12 inches tall.
5: Yeah, that's that's. That you you saying that it's blooming now is the yes. key. Yeah. Yes. Because it's uh, that 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 uh, purple one uh, blooms in the winter better than it does in the in the summer.
6: Some years, yeah. You well, wouldn't see. You don't. You don't even have to cut that one back unless. Yeah. It'll it'll come back if you do it, but uh, it should should fill up and and uh yeah, keep blooming into the, up the whole
8: area. What about later on in the summer? Can I cut it back then if it gets too tall? Oh, yeah, you oh, can yeah. cut
5: it back anytime you want to, anytime. but uh okay. the lawn is blooming, I I'm like Calvin. I would uh, kind of wait to cut it back a little bit. Yeah, okay. But, all right. Yeah, I was I afraid
8: it was Have,
5: you, have it. you got any Have you got any white ones in there with it? No, all purple. Uh, the uh, you might want to. Uh, I, I know Milberger, uh last year had some of the white in that uh, uh, that type of uh, uh-huh. like yes. that. So you can mix it in with the with the purple. That
8: would look that would look really pretty. Then that way.
5: Yeah, I don't know if they're That's gonna get any in this year or not. Well,
8: we'll have uh, to wait and check on and see. But there there
5: is a white one out there, and it's a okay. pure white.
8: Because I know we have the yellow, but it's like, those are just on the fence line out here. They're yeah. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
6: and that's a different, that's a different. Uh, and they're not rider. blooming yet.
8: No. No, I no. haven't seen it. <laughs>
6: they're, I they're them. They're generally frozen up. back to the ground. Yeah. yeah.
8: I've tried digging those up, but never had any luck.
5: Well, you're doing good it. with that purple one because uh, uh, uh that's. Uh, it's not as rapid a grower as uh, as the tall ones, but uh, if you've got a whole bed of them, you're doing well. Okay. All
8: right. And I never do anything to them. I just planted <laughs> them, and they're just there.
5: <laughs> yeah, Ignore you, must, them. Must, you got them in the full sun, right? Yes,
8: in the middle of the yard. Yes, there's uh, there nothing there.
2: There you go. So. Okay, okay. That's great. All right.
8: Thank Bye. you, Jerry. Thank you. Thank no. you for calling. You take care.
2: Bye-bye. Bye, Jerry. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We'll take a break, come back in just a moment, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bulverde Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. I want to tell you about some things that Millburgers has on sale. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll see all kinds of great sale items. And we'll start off with one that you'll absolutely love. If you're ready to grow tomatoes, head on over to Milburgers and pick up the 2020 Rodeo Tomato Red Snapper. It's in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, and it's only $1.99, and there's so many good things that people are saying about Red Snapper. You'll also find Texas Blue Bonnets are on on sale. I saw them the other day. They look wonderful. They're full. Some are even blooming. And the four inch pot they're just Eighty-eight cents each. Millburgers has geraniums on sale too, and these are the varieties that thrive during our cold, mild springs and tolerate our hot summers. In the six-inch pot, are you ready for this? Just four eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on antique roses. You'll save on one-half whiskey barrels, nature's creation, organic potting soil, and more. At milburger dot com, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Yeah. gardening south texas on 9:30 a.m the answer uh, al back there i think it's darcy lynn who's going to be at the rodeo today uh playing rodeo and tomato music all right 210-308-8867 well there's a great little place if you want to bring nature to your yard at wild birds unlimited it's over there on hebner and northwest military and uh, if you're looking for a place well i tell you what we'll do we're going to let the owner kyle talk to us now and we'll let him talk a little bit about Wild Birds Unlimited. Hey, Kyle, how's it going today?
11: Hey, Milton, I'm doing very well, sir. How are you doing?
2: Doing great. So Bill told you we were going to call, huh? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yes for him right now. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even give you uh, an opportunity.
9: Yeah. yeah, he sure did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny. All right, so, um, you know, we describe it uh, each week. We talk about Wild Birds Unlimited and what it is and what makes it different. Why don't you do that since you've uh, now been an owner for a while? I'll talk to you about what, what your mission is over there?
11: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I told a, a couple of customers that walked in the front door about an hour ago. that had never been to the shop before, and uh, they had heard me heard heard an advertisement probably here, and decided to stop in. And um, oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so thank you for that. So, the way I explained it to them, and the way I explain it to anyone about our operation here is that uh, we are uh, dedicated to. Uh, providing healthy food and uh, a conservative-based approach to wild bird feeding. And so all of our bird seed, all of our bird food in the store is uh, waste-free. There's no fillers. There's nothing that's going to be uh, harmful or wasteful to the birds. It's all about giving the birds what they want and what they need. And uh, we do that with a cons- conservation approach. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the uh, dedication to wildlife uh, habitat conservation uh, bird health conservation all that good stuff so we do um, uh, community outreach and education as well that's a big part of what we do here we have in-store seminars and for in fact the, the first weekend of march we're going to be pretty busy we've got a uh, in-store purple martin landlord seminar as well as uh, a uh, raptor rescue and rehab seminar with live actors wow. in the store, so that's always a big
6: Kyle, well, One good thing I heard, i didn't hear you talk about uh, squirrels. So did you purge that darn uh, Bill's uh, pro squirrel program over there, or? Is...
11: <laughs> you know, I like the squirrels, so I'm guilty <laughs> and, and I'm as guilty as anyone of enjoying them. But what I, you know, what I try to do is set up my my squirrel station on one side of the yard and my bird station on the other side of the yard it doesn't always work so fortunately we do have we do have options for people who are, who are not as interested in feeding the squirrels there are ah. squirrel resistant squirrel proof options certainly around Was that different- was that
6: Jerry that was giving me heck for uh- Put using the pepper flavored uh, yes. seeds yeah. for the, squirrel, yeah.
2: the suet, but I think his, he had an ulterior motive that he didn't want spicy yeah. squirrels. Uh,
6: well, Wild Birds yeah. Unlimited is really a center of that if you want to, and it's really worked well in my yard. Uh, the suet, the yeah. pepper flavored suet, and the pepper flavored uh, seeds. If you want to use those too,
2: talking to uh, yeah. Kyle over there at a Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Heavener Road in the Almus Creek Shopping Center. Sorry Kyle, I interrupted you. You're going to say something.
11: Well, just mentioning uh, you just mentioned suet and uh you know that's that's a consideration whenever you're feeding backyard birds. It's not just about the loose seed that you're putting in your your hopper feeder or your tube feeder. There's there's all kinds of other products that will bring a, a wider variety of birds to your backyard, birds well, suet. It's, you know, there are birds that come to my suet cakes that don't come to my seed feeders.
6: Yeah, all and, the uh, insect you know. eaters. Yeah. It's a ama- yeah. it's yeah. amazing you know you if you uh been feeding seed uh, for a while you have a gr- good population and of uh, uh, different species. but if you start feeding suet then you get a uh, even more species you know the Jerry and i the little wrens orange orange crowned warblers and uh, um, oh gosh king um can you oh, the kinglet. wrens the wrens yep. come in and kinglets. Kinglets, yep. kinglets—that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, <laughs> I even uh, started to see, and I don't—I I, I kind of relate this to the uh, the suet feeding too. Uh, ladderback woodpeckers now. Yeah. I, I get. Yep. Uh,
11: yep. So, uh, I get the I get the mockingbirds come to my suet. Oh, no, that's true. The, that's uh, another good one. Yeah, yeah. The downy woodpeck the uh, downy woodpeckers—they're—they're they're smaller than the ladderbacks, and they—they're pretty fast movers. But they're fun to watch at the suet. And I actually had uh, uh, last week. This was a surprise. I had a brown thrasher on my on my suet cage. I mean, the, the bird itself is is longer than the suet feeder, but he was hanging on there, pecking away. I had only seen him once before, kind of kicking around the magnolia leaves, looking uh-huh. for bugs. But he was actually on my feeder.
6: Was he a brown thrasher? Or was he curve billed or
11: no? It was a brown thrasher. I thought it there. was a curved bill at first, but it was a brown.
6: Yeah. Huh so yeah that's a that is that's a really cool species to have all those thrashers are are really interesting
11: yeah they are they're fun to watch they're kind of uh, they're uh powerful looking little birds but well, and they they get, get they
6: get pretty tame too
2: get used to right? used to, yeah used to the feeders and used to the yeah.
6: okay.
2: Kyle are you getting purple martin reports uh, we got one yesterday from um where was it? Uh, Actually, it the Hill, in the Hill Country. Hill somewhere. Country, yeah.
9: Yeah,
11: yeah. They've uh, they have taken up uh, occupancy in uh, here in San Antonio. Um, I got a report from Brooke the other day that the first well, it was a, it was about a week ago the first adults showed up. Um, so John Henry's telling me that they're uh, showing up out at the botanical garden now. So yeah, they're they're here and they're not not the subadults are not here. yet, of course they won't be here till March. I,
6: Kyle, I checked my calendar from last year. Of, after this report, we got, and
1: uh,
6: uh, they showed up in my yard in February twenty seventh.
2: Oh. oh, so yeah. just about a week. Yeah, early. and it's not uh, bad.
6: generally, I always target. You know, if they if I hadn't seen seen them by March first, I go ahead and take a chance and put the nests, the, the houses up. Even though Jerry's English sparrow is a little... <laughs> Brown
2: sparrow. <Yeah. laughs> so, you know, so what sparrow are you going to come... up. Yeah. You know, one, th- one yeah, thing... Yeah, you a- should put more sparrow houses up. Yeah,
5: one thing... Th- 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 why aren't you putting <laughs> sparrow houses in your yard? <laughs> one thing about Purple Martin, everybody always talk about Purple Martin. Yeah. But they don't come to a feeder. They don't? No, that's... The brown sparrow comes to the feeder, okay.
2: so you need you to, can attract brown sparrows. So Kyle's going to help you out. Gonna there you you right? we're gonna we're gonna you can get over the Wild Birds Unlimited, and, and then <laughs> he'll yep. okay. help you out so hey, you, you can you, feed you know them. What? All right.
11: You know, here one funny story before I run here. Uh, I have sure. a customer. She she and I have not seen her do this, but she swears it works. She she gets uh she gets a bag of our uh, dried mealworms. And she flings them up in the air, and she says that the martins will, her Martins will swoop down and grab those.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> cool.
11: Well, I, I told her you... I've got to come over and see that for myself.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, how do folks get in touch with you?
11: Uh, you can come by here, 14602 Hebner Road. We're right at the intersection of Hebner and North Military in the Almost Creek Shopping Center. Or yep. you can give me a call here at the store. My phone number at the store is... Four seven nine two four seven three. Good way to remember that is four seven nine B I R D.
2: And how do they find out about the uh, the class on the first? Is that on the website or is that?
9: Yeah, yeah. It's.
11: I'm, I'm going to get all that listed out here pretty quick on the website. Good. But yeah, that's a that's a good way to find it. Or or you can call me here at the store. We've got some literature up front, uh, okay. some handouts and things like that with the, with our seminar schedule. But like I said, it's the first weekend in March. We're going to have. Purple Martin talks and then live raptors in the store to. Uh, Ooh, wow. To, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's always a good thing to bring the kids to take a look at. It's a
2: lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Well, thanks, uh, Kyle. You take care.
11: You bet. Thank that's, you, folks. Have a good day.
2: You too. That's Bye. Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited on uh, 14602 Hebner Road, but that's uh, basically Hebner and Northwest Military. It's the Almost Creek Shopping Center, and you can tell. What I always talk about, it's community. He's, how many times did he say people have come in, they're telling us this, or they've shared this experience with us? So it's a community. If Kyle doesn't help you, if somebody, there, there's bound to be someone who will and includes <laughs> uh, the other customers. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. I wanted to ask him about the bird count. Oh, we forgot. We'll have to ask. Well, we'll call them back another time. We'll ask them the number because it's over yeah, tomorrow. Yeah,
5: they're, they're over tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, I'll, I can look online for that.
5: <laughs> but uh, I think they were, in other words, they were signing up at Birds Unlimited. I mean, oh. that's where I got the email from. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, okay. they've had a, they've had some good days for Bird Cat.
2: Yeah, today was oh, today's a good day too, I would imagine, yeah. yes? Calvin, not too warm. Not Getting too ready cold. to clear
5: off here at two o'clock.
2: Sure it is. What is it you always say? <laughs> <laughs> at least the, it doesn't
6: look like Jerry's hail is gonna get us.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, it's fun talking to Kyle. But anyway, all right, two one oh three oh eight. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. Uh, is I it better? To are you saying?
6: It? It's more fun talking to Kyle than it was to to, uh, to Bill? Bill. No,
2: it's always fun talking I've to for, Bill. Too. I've
6: forgotten his name already. Well, I was just mean to Bill. It was <laughs> like
2: poor Bill took abuse. You haven't decided to abuse Kyle yet. <laughs> I told him that. I'd say, Bill, we'd get you on the line, but they're just mean to you. And he started no. laughing. He thought that was funny. He goes, Yeah, it's just Calvin.
5: Uh. Yeah, Calvin's just that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he knows you too well. Now, you had a question about the tomatoes. I saw. Yeah, what was he asking you? Uh, that,
5: that fellow is from Del Rio. Oh, wow! And he was, <laughs> he was talking about. Uh, he he came to see me uh, give a talk in Del Rio back many many years ago, and he was laughing about uh, somebody had asked how to get rid of clover. And I, he said, I went into a tirade about how wonderful clover was, and uh, I, I guess I was getting ready to enter the the uh, realm of uh, sustainable. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, winter. <laughs> I, told, I told him we uh, we've changed the horse herb now from uh, clover. Uh, I, don't, I don't think people have. Most of the time, when people call in and complaining about clover they're talking about oxalis
6: oh yeah that's i always take it for granted that yeah <laughs> in this area that it's oxalis
5: we had we had a lot of clover in tennessee
6: oh yeah and of course, clover. Up, of course up north up north there it's all clo- clover too good for pastures but, but there's a lot of oxalis well I, yeah we mentioned yeah. It, one, one of them in that ride. Right? i uh was i, I kind of like it uh it's in a little patch. We've got a little uh, garden, and it, uh, it's kind of independent and comes back. And yeah. Nice flowers. Uh, and so I did a little research purple? about it, and it. Gosh, there's uh, seven, eight, ten different uh, exotic varieties and uh, the weed varieties that we've got here. So Oxalis is uh <laughs> Quite an interesting
2: plant. Oh. Did you want to ask your question on the air? Okay, here, we'll give you the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. But if you're sharing the, the baby. Sh- oh, okay, we'll share the picture with him or, or Calvin. I can pass it to Calvin. Yes, ma'am, you're on the air. What can we help you with? We just
8: saw this plant at the Pearl, and we were just wondering if you guys knew what type of plant it was. We like the color of the leaves.
2: Saw it at the Pearl. It, pass it's to a
5: Calvin. shrub. Right, here you go, Calvin. What, is it in the neighbor's yard?
9: No, oh, it's no, at that the, pearl. the Pearl. At
2: the Pearl. Oh, at the Pearl. Okay. Calvin's staring at it, even as he speaks. <laughs> I don't know whether
5: that's a... It's not a holly.
6: How uh, what?
2: Did you want me to look at it? <laughs> okay, Calvin's really staring at it.
6: Well, I'm trying to... There's a... Uh so la- like, the, la- the landscapers are using what do they call that. Some uh, I want to say Brazil, but uh, yeah. Uh, how uh, large is it? Uh, is it huge? Right. <laughs> About ten feet. Ten oh feet. my
9: goodness!
6: <laughs> yeah. Did was uh, Trace around? Did you? Did you, the the manager here?
2: Oh, yeah. No. And, and as landscapers too, especially he may be a little more sensitive to it. Yeah, he's probably inside. And Stacy, well, Stacy. we we'll see
6: if Stacy knows.
2: Stacy walked by. All right, two one zero. I tell you what we'll do. Well, we'll figure all this out. We'll take a quick break. 67 three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Don't go anywhere. 3-0-8-88-67. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardie Road. I want to tell you about some things that Millburgers has on sale. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll see all kinds of great sale items. And we'll start off with one that you'll absolutely love. If you're ready to grow tomatoes, head on over to Millburgers and pick up the 2020 Rodeo Tomato Red Snapper. It's in the four and a half inch pot and it's only $1.99 and there's so many good things that people are saying about Red Snapper. You'll also find Texas Blue Bonnets are on Sale. I saw them the other day. They look wonderful. They're full. Some are even blooming. And the four inch pot, they're just. Eighty eight cents each. Millburgers has geraniums on sale too, and these are the varieties that thrive during our cold mild springs and tolerate our hot summers. In the six inch pot, are you ready for this? Just four eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers you'll save on antique roses, you'll save on one half whiskey barrels, nature's creation, organic potting soil, and more at milburger Nursery.com sixteen oh four on Bullford Road.
1: Attack of the killer tomatoes Attack of the killer tomatoes They'll beat you, bash you, squish you, mash you, chew you up for brunch And finish you off for dinner or lunch
2: Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I think we're the only uh, radio show that plays Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So the weather's supposed to turn. Oh, let me see, I forgot to do that. Hold oh, <laughs> no. on.
5: Turn uh, cold and rainy on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm going to find out.
2: I'm going to find out what weather.gov says.
5: And so, Calvin, if I have a weedy lawn, which I do,
2: okay.
5: should I go ahead and put out my uh, uh, weed-free zone now? When? When is that As soon as possible?
6: Yeah yeah if you, if you and uh,
5: it'll have time to be absorbed by if wednesday
6: If yeah easy easy if you've got a whole day
5: yeah 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 well you could you do it tomorrow yeah and uh use weed free zone uh that's the that's the product that we use on cooler in cooler temperatures calvin got a calvin mentions it in uh In yesterday's column, and this week in the garden, and uh, the neat thing about weed-free zone is that uh, it won't kill your grass, and it'll just kill the broadleaf weed. Now, because it won't kill the grass, you might not kill your uh, weedy bluegrass. Yeah, or your rescue grass. Yeah. Don't I don't think it'll kill out the uh, horse herb, but if you're going to eat your horse herb for health reasons, you don't want to spray spray weed free zone on it before you harvest it. Okay.
2: So
6: Milton is uh, just it was looking the, at
2: us. It with was a straight buf- face. It was the before you harvest it part. Did you want to spray it on after you harvested it, or well,
5: you can. Okay. If you do, if you want to decrease your
6: population. See, now he's graduated. It, it was just part of the sustainable winter lawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> now it's part of the winter vegetable garden. There you go. Production of uh, it's nu- an nutritious
2: herb. food. All right, so. My daddy was an herb. I know. You do take this personally. Yeah, herb parsons. Do you want to know what the weather forecast is? Yeah. Okay, partly sunny today. There you go. I told you. Which part? Because I'm not seeing it. I see lots of clouds. It's high today is 78, according to weather.gov. Yeah. Currently, it's 67. <laughs> or high is near 76. I don't think we've... I don't think it's going to make it. Tomorrow, uh-huh. widespread fog before 10 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 78. Monday night, mostly cloudy. There you go. Tuesday, Uh, I think they've dropped that chance of rain a little bit. Okay. Oh, no, no, it's still there. 30% chance of showers on uh, Tuesday. 40% chance of showers on Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Rain likely Wednesday. Cloudy with a high near 56. Chance of uh, rain, 60%. Wednesday rain. Chance of rain uh, is about 80% Wednesday night. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 60% Thursday, and then that's it. Okay. So, so
6: what are we getting? Is it so another you, you, quarter, quarter inch
2: right here? It doesn't no. say. You thought, like last time they were giving us what the. Uh-huh. Uh, that doesn't say on this one. So. Oh, are you getting a call?
5: No, my alarm's going off.
2: Oh, okay.
5: Tell me the time to come to the show.
2: Oh, okay. Well, come on over. Uh. <laughs> it's about time you showed up. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight. There's more people that have bought those blue bonnets. I tell you what, I bet when we walk out, there's like maybe uh, just two tables left because they're. I the mean, they're they're not buying them in small quantities, which is great. They're also getting the uh, yeah, um, the oh geraniums and other stuff and the yeah, the rodeo tomatoes too.
5: And uh, luckily, you don't have to tell them to take those blooms
2: off. Of those there are no blooms on there.
5: I don't believe my my take the blooms off blue Bonnets is going about like don't murder your Kramer. murder.
6: Yeah well I thought you kind of, think
5: uh, it's going about the same yeah, yeah. I,
6: I thought it was uh, <laughs> great though that the uh, the radio guest uh, just said with a uh, yeah, no she, emotion. No, no, no! <laughs> no I'm not going to do that. I mean, yeah.
5: <laughs> and he didn't
2: pull up the blue that came up in the white. Nope, nope. Yeah, he he didn't even hesitate, did he? It's we like
5: would, we would never had, a, had Jerry, a red, white, and blue blue bonnet.
2: Uh, the flag. The flag. I know, but you know, he's not going to do it. If we hadn't gone out
5: there, you even Dr. tried Larry to. Can, and I.
2: You even tried to to soften it. I know you're not going to do it. <laughs> you're right. I'm not doing it. <laughs>
5: he was not kidding. Yeah, he he's got the John Thomas uh, attitude. Uh, they're, they're, they're mighty... He said they were mighty close to the other blues.
2: Mighty close? Yeah, mighty close to... the Proximity just, yes. or in color? Proximity. Oh, okay.
5: But that that doesn't matter. If they're mixed in with the whites, that destroys your color scheme. And it's, it's only natural that it happens, so
2: don't worry about pulling them up and my, my solution was if you've got a lot of them that had blooms you can test your own theory and then call us back as yeah. by pulling up half <laughs> test. so Jerry says and you can find out which one worked better
5: well if you got them in a design with no you can't, red, white and blue yeah, you need to you got to pull them up yeah pull up the, the off colors even if you, we're, we're pulling the...
2: The red's out of our white. So here's what we can do. We can do what you always do. <laughs> so call us at 210-308-8867 if you're going to chop off those blooms. <laughs> 210-308-8867. I'll pull up the off-color, then you're, yeah, just, then you're planting. Yeah, call us and tell us now. <laughs> Okay. Al must be answering the phone. I'm not hearing from yeah. him.
5: Well, what happened to your questions on the there internet?
2: Nothing happened on that. <laughs> so email us if you're going to, at Radio at yahoo.com if you're going to pull them up. You don't have to be on the air.
5: We got uh, several questions earlier about Meyer Lemon, and uh, we got a question on uh, plantanswers.com said, uh, could you please tell me what is attacking my Meyer lemon tree hmm. and Satsuma orange and how to d- I can deal with it organically? Uh-oh. There's a cream and gray splotch in the leaves. Oh, huh. Is there a way I can send you a picture? And Forrest got back with her and told her to send a picture. And we got the... Got the pictures, and uh, since we didn't didn't answer immediately, uh, she sent us another email to follow up, and uh, Forrest writes her back, Jenny, yes, I did receive your images and apologize for not answering sooner.
2: He's a good man.
5: Said that Forrest is a nice guy. Uh, I believe that the imperfections shown were most likely caused by the plants getting too dry at some time, and I I agree with that. Uh, the leaf, the trees should be losing their leaves soon, as they are deciduous and drop their leaves. Meyer? <laughs> yeah, but that, he he's talking about the damaged leaves oh. I think. And uh, that's true, but uh, he he said, (laughs) she writes back again, Thank you, but I've noticed other citrus trees in my neighborhood stay green and not lose their leaf. Plus, these spots were only on a few leaves. It looked like a fungus or a reaction to cold temperatures. That's was my first inclination. Yeah, that was a maybe a little it, cold in.
6: Yeah, they're, 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 they reflect cold weather that same way the lemons especially. Yeah,
5: but the forest idea about being too dry sometimes uh, goes goes again since it's on two trees, Meyer lemon and the uh, satsuma. Uh that's, and she didn't say if they were in the ground or in the, in a in a in a, uh, pot, raised a pot. Uh, uh, by the way, speaking of raised pots, uh yeah. uh millburgers you got uh, whiskey barrels. Have oh, yeah. whiskey yeah. barrels on size sell for definitely till tomorrow. Yep. And uh so if you're running and around. potting mix. Mm-hmm. And it's got mycorrhizae in there.
2: I know. That's what cool. is the cost of the potting the barrels? Have uh, the half-whiskey barrels? Do you have it? I can bring it on. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Oh, okay.
5: Uh, the where, uh half-whiskey barrels, one-half-whiskey barrels, genuine half-oak whiskey barrels ideal for large-container gardening for blueberries, Citrus and other tropical plantings regularly fifty nine ninety nine. Mhm. That's just, pretty close to sixty. Just short of sixty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on sale for forty four eighty eight. And the potting soil is regularly eleven ninety nine. That's mm-hmm. pretty close to twelve. And on sale for eight eighty eight. So, uh, but that's this this deal is is ad list ad list list for February 12th. Price is good through Monday, February 17th. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, They they'll have a new list. Do you know why they have their sales through Monday instead of through Tuesday? Tuesday, I know was senior senior day, senior discount day. Yeah, those seniors come in. Yeah, they get a, a discount too. Mm-hmm. Period. So uh, anyway, so uh, get your pre get your herbicide down, and don't worry about. Uh, a lot of people want to know which weeds they're killing. How do you know how much soil
2: to do for a whiskey, for a half whiskey barrel? Fill it up almost to the brim. But well, you have to buy it? You, so, like, how many bags would you buy? How many? Enough bags to fill it up. Oh, okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think. I think th- three. Okay. Those
5: Let's see. One, 5, one and a half cubic
6: feet bags. Okay,
5: so about... One and a half cubic feet,
6: feet bags. Okay, bag. now let's hear you translate the... Whiskey barrel into a
2: key. Yeah,
6: come on. come on. I'd get four or five bags.
5: For one half whiskey barrel? Yeah. Oh. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Well you can always use it if you do if Okay. The something thing else? about that potting mix, when you put it in a in a whiskey barrel, which I don't you've got to drill holes in the bottom of these whiskey barrels. I don't think they're pre drilled. Yeah,
6: you do you have to drill.
5: And uh, so uh, once you put your potting mix in there with your Osmocote slow-release fertilizer, Osmoco Plus, uh, and water it, water the plant in, that potting mix is going to settle. So that's what you have the extra bags for. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, if you just fill it up to the rim. As soon as you water, it's going to. Yeah, it's
2: going to sink. Okay, that's a good point. Okay. All right, zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I still
6: think three is enough. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, I don't. He's thinking. Don't, when I've uh, last filled them, I don't think I bought that many. Let's see, I had five. Yeah. I'm guessing three, but. Uh, and, you w-
5: and you want to give them plenty of room in there. You don't want to have plenty of room in your potting uh, uh, mix. So all those little micro that can uh flourish in uh uh-huh. you know won't be won't be crowded Oh, so they'll be happy there's there's, there's thousands of them in there, millions of them in
2: there. you want them to be nice and happy
5: yeah all
2: right Kevin there'll be, be room
6: for our server too, in there
2: uh. <laughs> uh. all zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. two308 just about five minutes left so if you've got a call that you've been thinking about call us asAP
5: what
2: That's, else you got over there? Uh, I was looking,
5: looking Sun, guys. through my question. Oh my gosh! And it's yeah, almost I two o'clock, Jerry. Oh, you, I didn't I you Wow. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, got a question in. Uh, said I had two ash trees removed in September, leaving two huge scars. She said scars. I never heard that before. In the yard? Yeah. And lots of uh, shredded stump. How do I efficiently prepare the scars for grass and oleanders?
6: <laughs> are they, I wonder if the scars are stumps or are they just holes No, they ground the holes the, in
5: the dirt. Yeah, holes in the dirt. They 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 ground the stumps yeah. out. So. Uh, Forest answers a penny. You should fill the scars with sufficient topsoil mixed with the shredded stump to allow for level planting surface for the grass and shrubs. Mixing about two cups of 1959 slow-release fertilizer into each scar will speed the decomposition of the shredded ash stump. So he's saying uh basically uh, uh, you know round it off or fill the hole with uh, topsoil
6: you can get uh mix you can get bags of uh just topsoil they'll call it, or you'll get a soil mix that might be easier to use well right. three and three and one or something like that." Uh, let's say our...
2: our, Whatever happened with your Crawford reseeding lettuce?
9: Oh, it's it's (laughs) kind of...
6: I I noticed my uh, naturalized reseeding lettuce is coming up now all over the yard. Okay. And, uh, for those, that portion that I planted in the,
2: uh, garden, this is coming up. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to remember. I went and mine never did anything. Huh. But I was trying to remember, so I bought some romaine lettuce. Was uh, was it uh, the Crawford the sort of a big leaf type thing? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, like romaine where you could have kind of yeah. Oh man, purple color. Well, that's okay. I didn't care about that. Yeah,
6: I mean, you can tell it's Crawford's got a, a nice purple look. It. I'm
2: pretty sure it's too late to plant it now by seed, huh?
6: What did your Crawford
5: lettuce do? Nothing. Well, you mean nothing? It didn't come up? No. Yeah, then. It didn't. What? Did you p- put it on top of the ground? I did. I just sprinkled
2: it on top. Did, I, did, I didn't did touch the cat it. dig it up? Oh, that's a possibility. Oh, uh, uh, huh No, I put <laughs> it in a container and it didn't, uh, it didn't do anything. It was when cat problems. All right. I think that's a sign we got to wrap it up I think before so. we so. more I hope so. With probably one of the easiest plants to grow in the world, and I have trouble with it. So... All right, we'll say goodbye for today. We want to thank Al back at the station doing a great job. We gave you lots of information today about sale items and upcoming seminars here at Mill Burgers. You can find out more by going to millburgernursery.com. To find out tomorrow about tomorrow's GVST event, go to gardeningvolunteers.org. I'll say goodbye for today. Again, thanks to you on behalf of the docs. Thanks to you for listening. And join us next Saturday and Sunday back here at Millburgers at 1604 Mill on Bolfordy Road. And listen on 930 a.m. Pete